organizational checkup. And uh, I think Gino masterfully set the tone for the introduction to this system by putting that right up on top. So I read the introduction to traction and I'm like, yeah, 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 I've heard of this stuff before. This isn't that groundbreaking. And EOS is masterfully simple. It's not complex. Your business is already complex enough, right? So it's super simple, but it works. And uh, it's not about knowing stuff. A lot of business people, they know about a lot of stuff. It's about doing stuff. And the doing stuff was verified in this organizational checkup. Quick questionnaire, takes about five, 10 minutes to take. You just answer it and you tally your scores. And it'll, it'll give you an indication with some pretty decent accuracy about how strong you are in what we call the six key components. The six key components of your business being vision, where we go and how we're gonna get there, people, we need to have the right people based on core values in the right seats based on the structure we need. Data, we just need to know how they're, if they're winning or not, right? Great people wanna win. This is a verification of whether they're winning. Issues, we got a lot of issues, so we just gotta get them out, create that open and honest environment, and then solve these issues. Process, we gotta document at a high level all of our core processes and get those followed by all, and then traction at the bottom of the wheel which is just discipline and accountability, living in a 90-day world, and then in that 90-day world, having great meetings. So this is the six key components. This is what the organizational checkup is based on. And I'm, look, I'm reading it and I'm like, hmm, we're an award-winning company. You know, we got some problems. Well, yeah, we're probably, yeah, maybe in the 70s, you know, like a C. Um, 0% to 100% score, I scored us 21%. Yeah. <laughs> and I took the test six more times because I didn't believe it. It's kind of like a pregnancy test when you're not trying to get pregnant. You're like, no, <laughs> oh, let's do it again. No, right? Um, I've been married for 20 years. We've had a couple scares like that. Um, the highest I got was 24 and I felt like I was lying about the truth about the company. Uh, so that awareness tool just was a big kind of cold water. Yeah. Awareness tool. Like, where are you really? We always say like, well, even the best had to start somewhere. This week on the podcast, we have Ryan Henry. He talks about how in his life, um, he's learned a lot about um, being an entrepreneur and then also helping entrepreneurs. He goes through his life story and how he has continued to shape his path um, in that. So we'll get started. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the podcast. We are so excited to have you here today. Do you want to just give us a brief intro of how you got involved in your work and what you do now? Wow. Okay. Yes, of course. So thanks for having me on and great to be with you. Um, I, like you said, my name's Ryan. Um, I live in uh, Okemos, Michigan, pretty much been in the middle of Michigan most of my entire life, except for a stint uh, in the United States Marine Corps. I was out in California. Uh, grew up in family business uh, in Owasso. We had shoe stores, lumber yards, and real estate. And um, growing up in family business, I thought maybe sometime in my life I'd be working in family business. But in all candor, I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, in a family business. As a kid, I just experienced it. Yeah. And once I went in the Marine Corps, there was part of me that was like, I don't know if I want to be part of that. And, um, but I couldn't get away from myself. I'm an entrepreneur. 
and I had visions of all kinds of stuff. In EOS, we call uh, entrepreneurs visionaries, synonymous. They have an idea, right? Mm -hmm. And I have all kinds of ideas. And yeah. visionaries, entrepreneurs, they just can't get away from themselves. So by, um, by 25, I was uh, starting to flip houses and do other things and really starting to hustle, working in construction. My job in the Marine Corps was heavy equipment and found myself at 25 starting my own construction company with a lifelong friend of mine. And by 2009, we were winning awards around the state for our projects. We were doing urban redevelopment work. So we were doing historic renovation, mixed use, all kinds of stuff like that. Apartments, bars and restaurants, different things. And we had gotten into public work. So we went from literally no banking, no bonding, nothing, literally nothing. Uh, the first day I had, we borrowed a desk and a phone uh, from the student housing developers uh, housing unit. And uh, I started picking up the phone. Uh, four years in, we were this award-winning company with a bunch of staff and people were kind of asking us like, you know, how'd you guys do it? You know, at the awards. And I'm thinking at the awards, I'm like, this is the ultimate imposter syndrome. Cause I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I, if this is success, I hate this because yeah. I'm working way too much. My partner and I are starting to pull the business apart at the seams. That's called arguing <laughs> or, you know, somebody asks him like, Hey, what should we do? And he goes, well, we should do this. Yeah. And I, they, and I go, Hey, why are you doing that? And they go, well, so-and-so told us that. And I go, no, I don't know. Do this. Right. We just weren't on the same page. <clears throat> we had employees. We had a lot of employees at that point. And some of them I liked. They were good people, but they weren't good at their job. I now recognize that as core values. They would like me, but they, they kind of sucked at their job, right? You yeah. got any of those people, right? Yeah, like, yeah I love I them. They're just not that good. Uh, then I had people, they were like really good at the job that they were supposed to do, but they didn't do it the way I'd want it. Um, and I hated them the most because I kind of felt like they were hijacking the company. Yeah. Every quarter felt like Bill Murray's Groundhog Day, meaning it was like, oh, these numbers don't look that good. I thought yeah. they were going to look better. Yeah. Um, but between the quarters, I just didn't have a, like a handle on what was really going on. It's kind of like I was every day, I felt like I was kind of licking my thumb proverbially and sticking it up in the wind, mm. trying to get a pulse on how everything was going. So it yeah. felt like I was flying blind a lot. Um, and overall was, was hungry, was hungry for, you know, it's funny. Like I didn't know what I was hungry for. Now I recognize it. I was hungry for an operating system and a community of people that were like, Hey, no, you're okay. You're normal. And, and, and what you want is not only, uh, okay, it's, it's a must because there was two things going on for me personally. One was everything that I had been doing, the ideas and the risk-taking and the relationships and the big problem solving, you know, cause entrepreneurs, we just create a crisis, right? So it, we don't need COVID to create a crisis. We just create crisis because yeah. we just try stuff. So all that stuff, that was super important in the beginning of the company, I was beginning to, to be told, we don't need that anymore. And I'm like, what do you mean we don't need that anymore? We totally need this more now than ever. Um, 
but I also knew we needed somebody to run the company day to day. And we didn't have somebody doing that. And I sure the heck didn't want to be doing that. I thought maybe I should be the guy to do that. Um, so I had taken on the role of COO <laughs> of the company. And I want to be honest with you, I sucked at it so bad. I'm not a day-to-day manager and leader. I'm a great leader. I am not a great manager. And uh, so a lot of head trash there personally, like who am I and something wrong with me. <laughs> um, and then I just needed a system and I was looking for it. And lo and behold, my accountant walked into my quarterly meeting uh, that we were having um, with the book traction. And he always had books. I mean, look at the your people <laughs> listen to the podcast. Can't see the books behind me. There's a, uh, like an eight by 15 wall full of books back there. And that's not even all of them. So I love books. And I had read Good to Great with Jim Collins. I had a BHAG and nobody believed it except for me. Um, I talked about getting the right people on the bus and getting the wrong people off the bus, but that was just language. It was a lie. I didn't know how to do it. I had read Michael Gerber's e-myth about creating processes and we would create process, but something was missing. There was a foundational component that just wasn't in place. So they just sat on the shelf. Nobody really followed them. Um, I had read Lencioni's work, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team and realized we had a complete lack of trust. And that was why we didn't have the results we wanted. And all those those were great. And those actually inform EOS Mm because EOS is not a flavor of the month kind of thing. It's not a fad. It's the best business principles that have been out there for a hundred years. And it's just taking those and putting them into the context of an operating system. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with this information candidly. It was good for my head. It was aware, yeah. it was good awareness, but I didn't know how to actually apply it. And I used to say, I'm looking for grandma's secret recipe for entrepreneurship. That's what I used yeah. to say. It's like going to grandma's house and she goes, honey, do you like my pie? And you go, oh, I love it. She goes, yeah. I'm gonna give you a salad. Not that your grandma yeah. might say that, but maybe you, you know, when we're grandparents, we'd say that to our kids, I'll give you a salad. <laughs> and it was like, here you go. This is how you do it. And that's what I was looking for. And my accountant gave me Traction, which is just an introduction book to the entrepreneur operating system. This was late 08. So this is pretty early on in the EOS uh, journey. Gina Wickman, founder of EOS, wrote uh, the book Traction in 2007. So this was very kind of unknown. The only reason my accountant uh, actually knew about it was Gino's partner. Gino's a visionary, founder of EOS. He did two things. Once he realized the system was fantastic for everybody and he wanted to get the word out. One, he wrote a book, Traction. And the second thing he did is he got an integrator. Somebody to integrate this vision and run the business day to day. And that guy's name was Don Tinney. And Don Tinney's accountant was my accountant. Mm -hmm. So very fortunate, very blessed to have had that relationship with my accountant, who actually also was the accountant to my family's business growing up. So really interesting arc. He's still my accountant today. He's actually my client now today. Shout out to Jeff Cole, Cole Gavlis over in Portage. Uh, Jeff gave me that book. It changed my life. We have these moments in our lives where there's things that happen. You know, meeting my wife would be one of those. Um, The Wu-Tang Clan as a teenager would be one of those. (laughs) That's a good story. (laughs) Um, My relationship with with Jesus would be one. And then EOS and the introduction to this 
changed my life. So that's how I got introduced to it. We applied the system. By 2016, I had given out probably 300 traction books and EOS was really catching fire in the implementer community, which is what I am now, uh, was really growing rapidly. Implementers are just people who teach EOS to entrepreneurial leadership teams, who coach entrepreneurial leadership teams in implementing the system and facilitate entrepreneurship leadership teams in applying the system. So that was growing exponentially and I was starting to informally be just be an implementer. I didn't even know it. I just loved helping people, loved yeah. getting the message out. And well, kind of like the same thing of being an entrepreneur, I couldn't get away from myself. And I had this realization like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. My vision was always just to help people. So in the building environment or the built environment, I just loved helping my clients who had a vision achieve that vision and make that vision a reality, of course, in a building. And that just became more than buildings. And I, I realized that first that we can't even help some of these entrepreneurs we're working with. We had some kind of wild visionary developers with their project because fundamentally they were just spazzes. They were all over the place, just like we were. And um, it became more about the people. And the, when the obvious is obvious, you got to make a move. So the obvious was obvious for me. Sold my shares in the summer of 18 to my partner, burned the boats, took on a new venture to become an implementer. And that's my entire focus is what I'm passionate about. That's what I live for. And of course, it's why I got up this morning and said, yeah, I'll do a podcast and talk about what I do and about EOS. It's, it's, it's that important for me. So that's, that's part of my story as far as like maybe how I got here today. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for going through all that. And I'm sure that our listeners might be feeling that same way of feeling hungry for something, but not sure where to go with it. So I guess one of my first questions is what was the first thing in EOS that really got you excited about it? There's a lot of concepts in there that, um, Definitely. It's like you said, it's all the business concepts wrapped up into an op operating system. What was that one thing that first initially got you really excited about it? Yeah. So um, in the beginning of the book, uh, and, and you can go on EOS Worldwide site, you can go on my site, uh, CryptoAction.com, uh, or any implementer site typically, which is called an organizational checkup. And uh, I think Gino masterfully set the tone for the introduction to this system by putting that right up on top. So I read the introduction to Traction and I'm like, yeah, 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 I've heard of this stuff before. This isn't that groundbreaking. And EOS is masterfully simple. It's not complex. Your business is already complex enough, right? So it's super simple, but it works. And uh, it's not about knowing stuff. A lot of business people, they know about a lot of stuff. It's about doing stuff. And the doing stuff was verified in this organizational checkup. Quick questionnaire, takes about five, 10 minutes to take. You just answer it and you tally your scores. And it'll, it'll give you an indication with some pretty decent accuracy about how strong you are in what we call the six key components. The six key components of your business being vision, where are we going, how we're gonna get there, people, we need to have the right people based on core values in the right seats based on the structure we need. Data, we just need to know how they're, if they're winning or not, right? 
great people want to win. This is a verification of whether they're winning. Issues, we got a lot of issues, so we just got to get them out, create that open and honest environment, and then solve these issues. Process, we got to document at a high level all of our core processes and get those followed by all, and then traction at the bottom of the wheel, which is just discipline and accountability, living in a 90-day world, and then in that 90-day world, having great meetings. So this is the six key components. This is what the organizational checkup is based on. And I'm look, I'm reading it and I'm like, hmm, oh, we're an award-winning company. You know, we got some problems, but you know, we're probably, yeah, maybe in the 70s, you know, like a C. Um, 0% to 100% score, I scored us 21%. No. <laughs> Yeah. And I took the test six more times because I didn't believe it. It's kind of like a pregnancy test when you're not trying to get pregnant. You're like, no, <laughs> oh, let's do it again. No, right? Um, I've been married for 20 years. We've had a couple scares like that. Um, the highest I got was 24 and I felt like I was lying about the truth about the company. Uh, so that awareness tool just was a big kind of cold water. Yeah. Awareness tool. Like, where are you really? We always say like, well, even the best had to start somewhere, you know? So for those of you out there, you're like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't take it. Please take the test. This will empower you to know, oh, this is what's going on. Cause that's what it did for me. And yeah. that primed me, right? It just set me up to receive what Gino actually said. Cause the promise was simple from, from it. If you do this stuff, you will run a better business. And like icing on the top, you'll have a better life. Yeah. And I was like, a better life? Well, that's what I want in the first place. And most entrepreneurs, that's why they started a business in the first place. They wanted a better life. Yeah. Here I was, it was two in the morning on a Friday night. So two in the morning, it was actually Saturday morning. I was working too late, had dealt with a fire. I hadn't read the book yet. Uh, I've been on my, on my shelf for a long time. I think probably weeks to maybe a month at this point. And my accountant's calling me constantly. And I finally picked up the book. I took the test. It just, it just hit me in the face. Um, and that's when that journey started that, um, in a recession of all times, right? Yeah. This is fourth yeah. quarter of 2008. Good times. So yeah. kind of built for crisis. Uh, the system was, we put the system in place during crisis. So that organizational checkup uh, was everything to set the tone. So yeah, there's more absolutely. to it, I suppose, than that. Uh, one, one, one piece, and then I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I said a better life. So when we say a better life in EOS, it just means this. We just call it the EOS life. It's really simple. It's a byproduct of running a better business. And it is the why behind the what we do. The what we do is run a better business. But the why behind it is the life. So it's kind of like an Oreo cookie. It's the why, and it is the byproduct. So here's what it is. It's just... It's just doing what you love. How yeah. many entrepreneurs out there right now? Like, you're like, I'm not doing what I love. Yeah, I know. So we got to fix that. It's an issue. You should put yeah. that on your issues list, right? I'm not doing what I love. I did a, I did a talk uh, before COVID and I, I said that. I said, if that's an issue for you and you're not doing what you love, just write issues list, not doing what I love. And a guy came up to me and he's like, not doing what I love, man. We got to fix this. And I said, all right, cool. That's the first start, right? So doing what you love. Uh, that's your unique ability. That's who you feel like God created you to be. 
And that's also obviously not doing the things you don't love. Many entrepreneurs find themselves doing a ton of stuff they don't love. Dan Sullivan, a your coach, calls that the crappy stuff. Second thing is, is with people that you love. Now you're like, oh, this is getting kind of mushy. Oh, uh-uh. This is your life, right? We're talking about trusting people. We're talking about letting go of responsibilities to people. Yeah, you, people you trust, right? You, you love them. <laughs> you do. You yeah. go, no, I love you. Thank you. And what we're fighting for is for them to also be in their unique ability. So when they're coming to work, they're not going, well, I kind of like it, but it's not that good. I always go, you're not normal anyways, entrepreneur. Why are you trying to build a normal company with people who hate their jobs? Yeah. Right? Why don't you just get a company that has people that all love their jobs? And people go, yeah. well, that's better said than done. I go, why don't we say it and do it? So it's doing what you love with people that you love. Then it's making a difference as if doing those two things doesn't make a difference enough. But it's yeah. making a difference with the company, with each other, in whatever ways that looks. It's being compensated appropriately. How many entrepreneurs and their teams are out there working their candidly, their asses off, right? Let's be honest. Yeah. And they're not getting paid appropriately. So we got to fix that. That's an issue. Because yeah. for the risk that you're taking, you should get paid appropriately. Whatever that looks like. The last thing is time to pursue other passions. Most entrepreneurs and their teams, when it comes to time, they get killed. And that's where I was in 2009. I was working 100 hours a week. I'd get up at five, be at the office, work my tail off, come home, see my young wife with my young kids, and eat dinner most of the time late. And then I'd leave and I'd go back to work. Now, maybe yours isn't that bad. Yeah. A lot of entrepreneurs I talk to, they always say, you know, vacation, I even work. And I go, well, that sucks. So when you're at work, do you go on vacation? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, typically. Yeah. So time to pursue other passions, meaning that uh, you have a self-managing company and, you know, the, the company hasn't become the ring, right? Like from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Right? A lot of companies, the, the, it kind of wraps them up and turns them into people that are not recognizable. Right, because all they do is work, and that's an issue. We got to fix that. So that's the EOS life, and that's what gets produced in a person's life—not just the entrepreneur, but their entire company—when they implement EOS. Yeah. So that promise was kind of like sitting out there, and I was like, "Really? Is that for real?" Here's the deal, guys. I've been in this system for 12 years now. If you just do these simple principles, this works. It's kind of eureka. It feels a little kumbaya. Here's the deal. There's 50,000 plus companies around the world that have got to 80% stronger, better, and can testify to that truth. So you don't have to just believe me. There's a bunch of them around the world. So yeah. just need to hit you with the US life, big picture stuff. Absolutely. No, that's that's huge. Thank you for going through that. That was mm -hmm. awesome here and also pretty eye-opening in terms of what you can have in the future if you jump on these simple principles. So you mentioned during that, that you started this in a crisis. So you started this in 2008, which obviously was not the best year for pretty much everyone. And some could even say that right now is simply a crisis as well. We're going through this weird transition of a lot of different things, whether it's um, different movements like Black Lives Matter or COVID. It could be called a crisis. Um, what would you say to them during this if they're looking to get this started, but there's a lot of unknowns, there's a lot of 
are we going to make it through? When are we going to be able to run a successful company again, get some more clients on? What would you say to that? Well, a couple things. Uh, there's a lot there. So uh, started the company uh, before the Great Recession. Of course, it was during the long wilderness of Michigan's recession. And um, I would say that for me, in applying EOS during the recession, although quite haphazardly <laughs> for a while, trying to self-figure out how to do this, yeah. uh, really kind of light bulb changed when I got Implementer involved. I would say that uh, there's a lot of pain right now. So for those of you that didn't experience uh, the 2008-9 uh, Great Recession, as it's now called. Uh, welcome to scary times. And embrace it, right? Do not act as if things will go back to the way they were. They will not. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And you can let go of that past if you can learn from it right and we're in michigan at least i am today and on monday the economy is going to be opening up in a different way than it has so um take responsibility so put the past in the past there's nothing you can do from the past except for learn from it um, for those of you that did experience uh that recession and were in business uh, this should feel familiar to you. Now, I would say that in all candor, this is scary times. Um, and just in, in knowing that, those are just issues, right? So all my leadership teams right now, including mine on our issues list, we're just putting COVID-19. It's an issue. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of it you can't control. A lot of it you can't control. There's a lot of things going out there right now you just cannot control. But what you can control is um, how you want to operate, how you want to live with your team, how you want to deal with things, right? So there's a lot of complexity out there right now. Uh, we just need to simplify things. What's great about EOS is that everything about it helps you simplify. Helps you simplify what are the bottom line issues? What are our priorities right now? We call those rocks. So we can stay focused. Yeah. A lot of issues coming at you, we just got to harness them. Right? We can't deal with everything. Love that Lencioni quote, when everything's important, nothing is. So this is like a passionate plea to all entrepreneurs. If you don't have an operating system, get one. EOS is a great one. Of course, that's what I teach and coach and facilitate. And if you're interested in that, love to help you. There's a whole group and a community of implementers out there all around the world ready to help people. Mm -hmm. Um we just got to get your issues down so we can clarify what are the biggest priorities right now. So EOS, um, what I love about EOS is simple, is you don't have to wait for any time to do it because it's not a, it's not like, well, we're gonna run our business and then we're gonna do this EOS thing. If you just apply EOS, it actually, that's how you run your business. It's an operating system for how you do, well, everything. So the cool thing about uh, this is there, a lot of people will say, well, I need to wait for this or I need to wait for that. And I always go, you don't wait for anything. We can fix stuff immediately by just applying this system. So 
get an operating system, check EUS out. Uh, if you want, love to teach anybody anything more from that, but you got to embrace that. It's not going to be the same anymore. It's going to be different. And we now got to just look into the future as much as we possibly can and execute because we got to make decisions. We got to lead. We cannot just sit in inertia. We got to move forward, but there's a lot of pain out there. So take responsibility for it. There's it's the best thing you possibly can do. But I always say, put the finger down and put the mirror up. Yeah. Uh, Gino, our founder said that um, if, a, if an entrepreneur built a building, and I'm gonna try to paraphrase this a little bit because I don't have the quote exactly now. He said, if an entrepreneur built a building and then a meteor hit that building, <laughs> the entrepreneur would show up and say, that was my fault. Yeah. I built the building there. I'm gonna take responsibility for it. So entrepreneur out there, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, just take responsibility. We're just get, you'll get a lot more done a lot quicker. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Ryan, if people wanna contact you to um, find out how they can reach you further and maybe have a conversation with you, what are some good resources that are available for that? Well, sure. They can just, uh, they can call me on my cell phone. I am always available. It's 517-896-2552. Or they can email me at ryan at griptraction.com. They can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on all the social media, all that kind of good stuff. Or they can go to my website at griptraction.com and you can just click a little button on there. It just says, have a call. It's 15 yeah. minutes, all that kind of good stuff. Awesome. And to end this all, would, do you have anything else to add to this? Well, if you couldn't tell, I just love talking about EOS and helping entrepreneurs. So for anybody out there, I would just say this to you in one minute, which is even in all of this, people and you need a vision, a simpler vision of your future. So sometimes it's hard to figure out what we're supposed to do in the immediate weekly for the next three months, right? Cause you know, like everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? That great Mike Tyson quote, people you've been punched in the face. It's okay. Here's my recommendation. Pull about all the complexity, all the weeds that you're in today and galvanize yourself first and then your leadership team, entrepreneur, on a bigger, better future, a simpler future, right? Yeah. So in the US, we call that the 10 year target. You could just go three years and go, what do we wanna be like in three years? And paint a vivid picture of what you wanna be like in three years, but go out to the future, simplify yourself, and then align everything you're doing to that. So then you can be totally focused on still trying to achieve that future. And then everything you're dealing with today, become simpler. You just go, Oh, these are issues. All right. We just got to figure these things out. Yeah. So you can't solve the complexity of today with the complexity of day. You just got to go to the future and simplify it. So people, you need vision, right? That old proverb says without vision, people perish. Well, with vision, they come alive and the economy starting to reemerge. There is a galvanizing effect in our nation around people getting to work, get your team with a vision of the future and start plugging along. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for that parting word. That was, this has been awesome. I've been really happy to learn from you. So for sure. Thanks awesome. for having me on. 
Yeah, absolutely. This podcast is proudly produced by Waypoint. What is Waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.